Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to Basics. We're still fresh from the holidays, and if you're like most people, this is a time when you're deciding whether or not you're gonna, going to stick with your New Year's resolutions. Because of that, I thought that Deborah Olson would be a perfect guest to have at the beginning of the new year. Deborah is a women's emotional health specialist and author who has provided counseling service for nearly two decades. She offers life enrichment seminars and retreats and provides hands-on solutions to enhance life in meaningful, purposeful, and emotional healthy ways. She has a master's degree in clinical psychology, and she's also a registered nurse and a registered professional counselor. Hello, hello, Deborah. How are you doing? Hello, Leticia. Doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me on today and Happy New Year to you. Likewise. I'm very excited because if anything, I'm going to be inspired myself. So it's a great way to start my year to have <laughs> on the show. I mean, you have, great. Deborah, so many exciting things going on. And uh, this is the first time we speak. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. And having you back to basics, you're really the perfect guest for us. Um, oh, thank you. So besides we get, I mean, obviously your book, The Healing Power of Girlfriends, I think is going to be one of the main things that we want to talk about. But before yes. we get into how you wrote such a great book, I always like to hear what's your journey been like? Who were you as a little girl? What were you excited growing up and, and so on? Oh, that's a wonderful place to start. So as a little girl, I grew up really always having a passion for wanting to be a nurse one day. And as I got into middle school and high school and chose my classes, I really centered everything around sciences and things that would help me get into nursing school. So I went off after high school and went to Omaha, Nebraska, and was accepted into the Nebraska Methodist School of Nursing. And I received my nursing diploma from them three years later and worked as an RN in OBGYN. I loved my nursing in that area. I truly loved helping new moms in the delivery of their baby. So I worked in L&D. I worked in normal newborn nursery. I worked in high-risk OB where moms come when they're hospitalized for complicated pregnancies. And I just loved everything that I was doing in nursing. Then I stayed home for a few years. I had my own babies. And how I many, had how many families? I had yes, I had four babies oh in seven. Yes, in seven years. Oof. So that's close together, Leticia. And um, I was busy, busy, busy trying to stay with my head above the water. And uh, <laughs> it was it was yeah. It really it rubbed into you, right? Being around those yes. babies. <laughs> yes, yes. I love babies. I love children. I love babies. And I had four of my own. It was glorious. But when my youngest went off to preschool, I really decided I needed to get back into nursing in some way or back into health care in some way and get back to my own 
professional career path. So I decided to take a little different turn in the road. And rather than pursuing nursing, I decided to get a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree in clinical psychology. So I did that and finished that program in 2001. While I was raising my children, I was also going to school. It worked really well, kind of in tandem. I would drop them off at school. And as they were growing and moving through their school journey, I was moving through my school journey as a mom and a student and got my bachelor's degree and then right away my master's degree. So it really worked well for me. And then I had to do an internship here in Texas where required to do a 3,000 hour internship as a new healthcare professional in the mental health field. So I did that and then received my license as a licensed professional counselor here in Texas and opened my practice. And I've been in practice now for nearly two decades. And I've specialized in women's emotional health, which I got advanced certification, had to go and do more studying and more classes to get certification in really focusing on women's emotional health, depression, anxiety, OCD, life transitional issues, marital struggles, all those kinds of things that we women deal with. And that's what I've been working with for the last almost two decades in my clinical practice, women in their life journey. And then out of that came my book, Last year, I published 2019. I can't believe it's almost been a year already. Yeah. Last year, I published uh, March March 8th on International Women's Day. I published The Healing Power of Girlfriends, How to Create Your Best Life Through Female Connection. I love it. I, I read the title and I'm like, wow, yeah, definitely she's onto something because it's something we all do kind of naturally, organically, yes. but the fact that you wrote a book about it and obviously your background. Um, and, and so you have like a framework, right? That, that on yes. how we heal together. So yeah, definitely I'm, I'm intrigued. And so, Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you want to share anything in terms of what moved you, first of all, let me just say the whole thing you just went through, like you made it sound so easy. Uh, going to university, <laughs> having four kids, having to study. I have interviews where people say, well, I wanted to study these, but I never had the time and I could never make it happen. You just, sure. you just said yes. a bunch of stuff and say, wow, that definitely you were a go-getter from, from very early on. I, I was. And I think people do ask me that sometimes, like, how did you stay focused as a mom of four? How did you stay focused on like your studies and you know, going to class and kind of keeping all that going at the same time. And that's a really great question. The way I did that is I was so passionate. I have a real internal drive and internal passion to help women. I've always had that. That's why I went into OB as a young 18-year-old going off to college. I knew when I went to nursing school that I was going to specialize in OB from the day I entered nursing school as an 18-year-old. So I've had this drive, this passion. And despite my life has not been easy, I will tell you right now, I've had lots and lots of riding the waves of life, the turbulent seas of life where you get up and this whole thing has just happened and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can get through this day. So my life has not been easy. We'll get back into that a little bit later. But I did always have in my heart from the time I was young, this passion to make a difference for women. And so going back to school for me as a busy mother, 
I knew that I wanted to be a really good mom. I wanted my children to be successful. But at the same time, I had to seize the day because if I waited till the last one went off to college, I thought I'll be too old and too tired to start something brand new. So I've got to really grab onto this now. And it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And I pushed through the difficult times and pushed through all the struggles and the challenges, knowing that one day I would get to where I needed to be with this. And every day when I get up, it's my passion for helping women that gives me the energy and the strength to get through that day, no matter how tough it is. Well, well, you obviously were very lucky that you knew early on what you what drive you and 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 you executed on it but one thing that I'm taking with that is seize the day it's so you know we say it so many times but it's true a lot of people put it put off things like say well when I'm done with this I'm gonna do this you took it totally the opposite (laughs) which is if I don't do it now I might not get to do it later which I kind of uh, I'm with you on that one Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, we do like to, it's a human thing to procrastinate. It's very human. And I have some things too that I procrastinate on. But I really felt with this that if if I waited and procrastinated and took the easier path, the easier path would have been, I'm going to just, you know, wait till my kids are gone and then focus on this stuff. I just knew I'd be too tired and look at things and say, you know, I'm, I'm this age now and I don't know if I want to still, you know, start a brand new thing. So by doing it kind of alongside of being a busy mom, and also I think for ladies and for moms out there, if you want to dream big and reach for something that's way up in the stars, go for it. Don't let all the stuff going on around you deter you from that. I just really encourage people all the time to dream big and follow those dreams. No matter how tough it may seem, you can get there. It's one step at a time, just one day at a time. Very, very nice. And so in in The Healing Power of Girlfriends, which I think is also a brilliant uh, title for the book, Thank you. Um, what, were you inspired by your own girlfriends or, or just by what you've seen in your career? Or how, how did you come up with, with uh, the title and then, of course, the book? And t- tell me yes. more about it. Okay, great questions. Yes, so I was inspired by my girlfriends, and I do talk about them in my book. I have been very blessed. I don't take this lightly because I know that not all people have you know, really connected lifelong friendships. Some people just don't end up with that and they feel like, wow, you know, I'm missing out here. I just don't have this circle of girlfriends. So when I say I have a really great circle of girlfriends, lifelong friendships, I am very blessed and I don't take that for granted. So they are in my book. I have lots of personal stories that's included in there. The other things that really led me to write this book were... There's now a lot of research out there that we are more disconnected than ever because of not having face-to-face connections. People are relying a lot more on their social media to give them those connections. And I love social media. I use it a lot. I'm a big believer in social media is a great tool, but we cannot replace face-to-face connections by social media. We've got to add social media in as an adjunct 
but we've also got to have the real life connections, face to face, touching, hugging, being with our girlfriends over lunch, those kinds of things. So the research that I was looking at really was powerful that, wow, this is something we need to spread this message. So that's in the book. I did my own research. I developed my own questionnaire and I circulated it to ladies from coast to coast. I got them back. There are almost 200 of them. And I looked at these questionnaires. The five questions that I put on that really tapped into what women are looking for and value in their friendships with other females. I got their answers back. They sent them back to me at my office. And I looked at trends in different demographic groups. So what do the 20 to 30s want for their friendships? Is it the same thing as the 40 to 50s? want for their friendships. So I looked at all of this and I compiled a lot of their answers and these trends into the book. So that was another piece. I also shared some client stories in an anonymous way. I shared some of my female clients struggles and their triumphs and tragedies with friendships. And those are in the book in an anonymous way as well. So all of this together came to formulate this book that I look at as a handbook. If you're somebody that wants a quick little handbook, a little tool that you can (laughs) almost put in your pocket. If it was a little smaller, you could put it in your pocket. But it's a really great little tool because I address everything in there from what do we do with toxic friends? How do we make new friends? What if I'm 50, 60 years old? 70 years old. How do I make a new friend? So all of that is in the book. It's just a very concise and neat little tidy tool for how to understand friendship and how to deal with friendships and all the things that we struggle with as human beings. Wow. This 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 is a great, I mean, I'm going to start uh, giving this book for my young friends, you know, the, the daughters uh, of, yes. the, of my friends, because it sounds to me like a perfect gift. Like, you know, I graduate. Sometimes you're looking, what am I going to give as a graduation gift? And I love to give books. Yes. And, uh, you know, at that age, it's so critical that they choose their friendships that they know, because as you say, you know, it, these are things, it's almost like if you have them from childhood, childhood, and you have it in you to be able to nurture it, it's great. In my case, people get scared when I'm reading stuff like this because they say I have too many friends. (laughs) (laughs) My husband say, what are you reading? No, please, we have enough. (laughs) But it's something that always I always say is kind of natural to me to to build relationships. I enjoy it. So I I sometimes I say I wanted to get credit for being a good friend, but I almost feel it's not fair because it comes natural. But yes. there are people, as you say, that struggle with it. And yes. uh, and these tools are really, really important. So I, you have my personal commitment that I'll be, I'll be one of your good customers because I'll, I'll start giving this book out. Oh, thank to, you. To, to my young friends, but also people in uh, later in life, as you say, people move, you change, and then you, know, you don't know how to get back into a circle. Yes. Yes, exactly. Letitia, I'll tell you, um, you just made a really good point that I've been sharing with people as I've been traveling around on my book tour. One of the things that's been eye-opening for me is that when I go to the different events and I speak, I've been touring the United States since April. I've been to California, Arizona, Florida, Nebraska, and Mexico, all different book events that I've been doing as I've been touring this past year and selling lots and lots of books. And one of the things that people do after they hear me talk about the book is they come up and they say things like, 
I want 10 books. I need to buy from my friends, from my mother, from my sisters, from my daughters, because they need to hear this message. And the book is only $12.95. It's in paperback. It's also on Kindle. It's at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart. You can get it all those places. And it's such a good little price point at $12.95 that when people come up, they're like, you know, I want 10. And so they have been giving them for Christmas presents. I sold a ton of books in November and December. People were giving for Christmas. They also do it for girls' birthdays. If you have girlfriends that you get together for lunch for the birthday, a lot of people are buying their girlfriends this book for their birthdays. And the thing that's resonating with people as I travel around and hear women come up to me and share their life stories. They say things like, I've just become a new widow and I've been very alone and very much in grief. And it's been a tough, tough time for me, but my girlfriends have saved me. And your book talks about that. And I I just want to thank you for pointing that out in your book about how our girlfriends gather with us during grief and they they really help keep our heads above the water. Otherwise, we might drown in the grief sometimes. So people come up and share real life stories about some tragedy that's happened to them or somebody they know and how this book has really made a difference. And for me as the author and as a women's emotional health specialist, that's why I wrote the book. That is worth it right there to me to hear that it's made a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. No, I think you have a, a, a very nice initiative. Also, it's no secret that some people are calling, you know, 2020 and even the years preceding the, 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 the age of women. I mean, we are in yes. the middle of an important movement. Yes. Uh, this is personally why I'm also very committed to diversity and, 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 and women and, and raising my voice into, well, in my case, I'm in a male dominated industry. So I, I've taken very seriously to try to push women, other younger women with me throughout yes. that, that industry. So I think it's, it's very timely, your book, because it's, uh, we need to kind of, of uh, uh, stick together yes. and help each other and, and lift each other. Absolutely. And, and that's why I, I love it. And then I don't know if I'm giving anything away, but I'm going to promote this when I was doing research on what you're doing. And, and we have a lot in common, by the way, because I, when I turned 40, uh, just a few years ago, yes. <laughs> um, I, well, how I decided to celebrate my 40th birthday was to take in, well, I didn't pay for it, but I invited my friends to go on a cruise with me. Yes. On a weekend cruise. And it was like 44 girlfriends that went yes. on the cruise. Some of oh, them wow. had, had not seen each other since we graduated from high school. Wow. And they flew to Miami. I live in Miami. And uh, so that became kind of a tradition. So we have a girl, girls cruise every year. Oh. And then and then I read that in March, you're going to ha- you have in your hosting yes. um, cruise, right? Yes, yes, As- exactly. Yes, I am. Oh, that's such a neat story. Thank you for sharing that with me, Letitia. I love that, that you took all these lovely friends on this cruise for your birthday. That's incredible. And I love stories like that because those are the moments that really feed our souls. And that's why I decided to really begin to plan and host a girlfriend's cruise. And it's in March. It's just a couple months away now. It's out of Galveston, Texas. It's on the Royal Caribbean's Liberty of the Seas, which is a beautiful, big beautiful ship. ship. Oh, yes. beautiful and big and lovely. And we're going to go away from March 22nd 
to March 29th, which is seven days of pure bliss with your girlfriends. We will go to Jamaica. We're going to go to Cozumel and the Cayman Islands. And then we've got a couple days at sea. And during that time on the days at sea, we're going to have some girlfriend time. I'm going to do some presentations. We'll have some breakout sessions. We'll discuss the healing power of girlfriends, the book. We will also get together in small groups and do small group work. And it's going to be powerful. When we get off that ship a week later, we're going to get off that ship changed people from the inside out. I've done seminars before, very similar to this, at hotels and resorts on a weekend, and we've called them retreats. This is a retreat. We're just at sea on the retreat. But the women that go to these retreats have come up and told me, oh my goodness, this was powerful. This was life-changing. And you need to do more of these because more women need to come away and spend time on themselves, put the focus on themselves to heal and have their soul replenished again. And that's why I do these. So we will be going away March 22nd to March 29th. If you're interested, there's discounts going on right now. And it's two first. It's two for the price of one for the seminar girlfriend presentation retreat. So if you want to go, please call me. I am at 281-770-8923. Deborah Olson, call me for the details. I'll be happy to tell you how to book your room, your cabin. And also I will sign you up for the cruise. We're going to give away free gifts. There will be all kinds of wonderful girlfriend swag. We have some jewelry we're going to be giving away, tote bags, lots of fun stuff. So we have room for people to come still and sign up. We're not full yet. Please, please come join us March 22nd out of Galveston, Texas. No, it sounds fun. And I would definitely will post all the all the links to the cruise and to your book uh, in the Thank show you. notes for people to have easy access. But I, I, ref, I definitely think that uh, that's a great initiative. And in, in, in my case, and I see that the, you are also, kind, well, you do that as part of what you're trying to achieve with the book and all that, it's sometimes people, they want to do things, but they don't have the time. They don't have the patience to plan. And my group of girlfriends always say, Letty, we have to do this. We have to, like, I'm, I'm the, their admin, you know, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm organizing for them. I'm like, I, you know, yes. some of them are, they don't even work. I'm like, you're at home most of the day. <laughs> I have a full-time <laughs> job. How come I end up planning everything? Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy it. I have to say, I enjoy yes. to plan. And uh, so sometimes people just need, you know, to have that. Let me go to the site. Let me go see everybody's going. Uh, yes. I'll do it. And so, no, this, I, I found it and I'm like, oh, this sounds so good. And I love cruises. I just got off yes, a cruise. Yes, me too. <laughs> to the, oh, you on did? Sunday, yes. Oh, and, awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Yes, I love to cruise as well. My husband and I have done a lot of cruising over the years. I don't, I've lost track. I don't know. We're up to 11 or 12 or something mm -hmm. like that now. And, you know, you can go for four-day cruises or a week a cruise or whatever. But there's something about unplugging and really getting away and just focusing on nature, on the sights on, you know, just healing and taking a deep breath. And I'm with you, Letitia. I love cruising. I'm a big fan. And I've cruised out of Galveston before. They do an awesome job there. If you're out of state, you don't live in Texas, then you can fly into one of our two airports. Hobby is the closest one to Galveston. You can be shuttled to the cruise terminal by the cruise lines. And the other 
One is Bush Intercontinental Airport. It's a little bit further. It's an hour away, uh, but it's still, it's a great airport. It serves the whole world and it's, it's our biggest airport. So Bush is great. Hobby is great for flying in and you can be shuttled to the cruise terminal. It's just going to be so much fun. We are so thrilled. And you're right. People just need somebody to step up and plan these types of things. Sounds like you do it a lot and you do it very well, Letitia. I have done a lot of planning over the years for retreats for women. So I'm happy to do this one. This retreat is actually on the water, but we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be phenomenal. Awesome. And, and, and when I read, I know you do a lot of seminars and, and just reading the titles of some of them, I imagine that you got inspired from your own personal challenges. So what, one of the things in Back to Basics is we, we think about, okay, we, I just went through a rough patch. And how how do we get back into what that excitement? And I, I read some of your of your seminars. And for example, you have one like forgiving yourself, letting go of guilt, mm-hmm, fi- mm-hmm. finding our natural strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have you have so many. I mean, lifestyle makeover, living joyfully. I love yes. some. I mean, just some of the of the titles are uh, reconnecting with your soul, which is very aligned to. Yes, to our goal. So in your own tough times, uh, what has it been that that has gotten you back to this excitement that we're feeling from you today? Well, that's a really great question. And we've just gone through my family and I have just gone through a really tough patch for the last year and a half. My husband has had life threatening health issues and has been in the ICU or the CCU four times in the last 18 months. Mm, Two of those Thank you. Two of those times, he almost didn't make it. But we are very blessed. He is still with us. He's working full time. He's recovered and he's moving back into complete restoration and health again. So we're we're at a good place today and we're hoping that that blessing of health will continue for him. But I will tell you that the whole time that he was struggling with these health issues the past 18 months, that was also the time I was trying to get my book finished up and get it into print. So I'm literally trying to finish writing the book, talking to my editor, emailing with her every day, talking to my publishing company in Atlanta, doing all these things, and also at the hospital with my husband. And I would take my laptop with me and sit next to his bed with my laptop, finishing a chapter or whatever I was doing with my book. What really got me through those tough times with his health, because I really was on my knees, literally praying that God would allow him to live and that we would be allowed to take him home. And thankfully that was granted and he's still with us. But I had some dark moments where I just really didn't know how to put one step in front of the other. One of the things that really helped me during those times was, again, that internal passion that I found deep down inside that I need, no matter what happens here, I've got to finish this book I've got to finish and get this message out because it's going to touch lives everywhere. And that's what I live for every day. When I get up every day of my life, the thing I ask myself is, what can I do to touch a life today? Mm. And so walking through that tough time with my husband's health issues, I didn't lose focus, although some days it was close. (laughs) I almost did. But I really didn't lose focus with my one thing that I grab onto every day, what can I do to touch a life? And I knew this book was going to touch lives. I knew getting it into print 
was something I could not stop. I had to keep pushing forward through the difficulties and make that happen. And I'm happy to say that I was able to pull it off. I didn't get it out on the original deadline. We had planned on it coming out in 2018 and it came out in 2019, almost a full year later, but that's okay. I had to delay it because of his health, but it's out and it is touching lives. So I would just tell people when struggles happen to you and they will, that's part of life. Unfortunately, tough times happen to everybody, but when that does occur, find that purpose Find what it is that drives you deep down in your soul. There is something there that keeps you going. Connect with that and grab onto that and you'll be able to push forward. Well, I cannot think of better closing lines. I mean, even if I had another question, I would say, well, that, that was really good. Finding the purpose. I, I, I agree. And uh, you seem, you know, that you're very well on your way. Is there anything else that you want to share with us besides, you know, these amazing initiatives you have going on? Anything that, 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 that you think will resonate with our listeners? I would just say that we all need to celebrate the healing part that girlfriends, friendships do for us. And that's really the premise of the book. I talk in there a lot of specifics about how it's healing, what it does to us. But the research is really profound now. It's quite robust. And it's telling us that when we connect with our girlfriends on a regular basis and we celebrate those friendships, and we practice that very, very frequently, daily if we can, for sure several times a week if we can, when we do that, we now know the research tells us we live our healthiest lives We live our happiest lives. And thirdly, most importantly, we now know we live our longest lives. But we've got to really practice being in connection with those girlfriends very, very frequently. So the book about the healing power of girlfriends is a real life thing. It's proven in the research. Grab onto your girlfriends and go for it. Do it every day. You really can't afford not to. That's so interesting. And I say I have no questions, but now I cannot uh, stop myself. Is it the same for men? Do they have a healing power of bodies or they just function differently and, and the impact on them is not as much? And that's why maybe we, we deal differently with friendships. We do differently. We do operate differently as men and women with friendships. And I always tell people, because I get a lot of questions like that when I'm out touring. And I just say to people, I want to make sure that I say this right up front. I'm not a specialist on men's emotional health. So I'm probably not the person to ask that question. Somebody out there, I'm sure has studied it and has all the facts and the statistics on it. I do know from the little bit that I have read on how men operate and how their friendships go, men tend to rely, a lot of married men anyway, rely on their wives, their partners in life, the, the other half to confide in, to speak about what's going on at work if they have a problem. When men and gather with other men, typically They do things like side-by-side -side activities, like let's go hit some golf balls, let's do some basketball, let's work out at the gym. Men tend to like to be with other men for activities. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily seek out other men all the time for 
camaraderie, uh, for fellowship, to confide, to validate, all those things that we women do. So men operate a little bit differently. And just, again, I'm not an expert on how men operate, but I do know that the research that I found and that I looked at really focused on the females, that the female brain and the female's health, that's really what we know right now that's really impacted by female friendship. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and I mean, because we are female, we know that, I mean, we connect differently. And this is yes. something we speak with when I'm out with my girlfriends. We say, oh, my God, after you go to dinner and you come back like a, a different person because you talk about the things you want to talk, you connect yes. at a different level that yes. we can connect with our spouses or with someone else. So I guess Very true. I guess we can only do what, you know, we are women. So we just have to, <laughs> to stick yes. with what makes us feel good. Absolutely. And, and uh, everybody out there, um, I'm going to post all the information about Deborah's book and Deborah's cruise. And I definitely encourage um, all of us to, to look into it, myself included. Deborah, you've been fantastic. Um, Thank you so much, Leticia. It's been such an honor and privilege to be here with you today. I love what you're doing, and I thank you for getting my message out and also the message that women everywhere benefit from female connection. I just really appreciate you helping me with this, and I love what you're doing and that you're promoting women everywhere, and we need to stick together as women. If we can stick together and be really bonded and help each other out and promote each other and each other's causes. We are so strong and we are a force and we are bold. And I love it when I find other people with this like-minded theory about women sticking together and promoting each other. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, well, you, I'm sure you have a, uh, a new group of fans and, uh, and I wish you all the best and all the success with, with your book and, 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 and your cruise and all the beautiful initiatives. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. And until the next time. <laughs>